Hi guys, welcome back to Cheap Shots Podcast. I'm Brandon Mayhorn, I'm one of your hosts. Tonight we've got some really juicy subjects to delve into, some mystery maybe, I don't know. Let's see where it goes. Uh, I'm joined by fellow co-host Drayton Deshaun. Brendan Scott, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. And we've also got Zach Weesaw. How you doing? You, you look great. Is that also, is that a beanie? You know, unfortunately it is. It's getting cold, the weather's getting cold, which means I am going for the full hipster look, which means... <laughs> Beanie intact, ready to go. Well, well, I gotta say, I am digging it. You're glowing. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure that's just the lights in the room, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we've got some really, really great subjects tonight. We are going to start with going over some news that we find kind of important to the gaming community, some things we'd like to talk about. Uh, starting off, you guys ready? I think we should start off with the big one. Let's go with Red Dead Redemption oh my God. 2. How are you guys feeling about this? We are 10 days away from launch. 10 days. 10 days. October 26th. And let me tell you, I am freaking hyped. Oh, wow. My heart skipped a beat when you said 10 days. I yeah. was like, I, I did not realize we were that, yep. super, that close right there. I am on the countdown. I'm ready to go. I mean, so also, do you guys know, because I haven't looked at a lot of it, what is the like multiplayer cap? Is there one, or can it's, we all four play together? Gonna be, oh, multiplayer! Oh yeah, oh, is it like GTA style? Yeah, oh multiplayer? yeah. We're, we're talking. We're, it's probably gonna be sixteen people online. If I'm being completely honest, oh. uh, open world. We already know that's gonna yeah. go. Obviously, we don't have any information at the moment because we're focusing on single player. So, but I'm assuming, man. Honestly, um, I mean, it's look great, minimum gonna, the yeah. four of us will be able to play together. Minimum, all hands down. Yeah, and I, I'm actually not worried at all because they said that the map is going to be so big that if we've got 16 people on a server, it's not going to break the game. Yeah, I, yep. I don't have to worry about being hunted down like I was in GTA sometimes. That it's was true. Kind of yeah. ruined the experience for me a couple times. I mean, you can't get away from it now in GTA 5. You jump in a game and you're gonna be hunted down and killed. Listen, I will say this: if I'm out hunting in the woods, I don't want some psychopath to be able to shoot me in the middle of the woods with an orbital cannon. Uh, I don't want some four-year-old kid who bought shark cards to hunt me down in a Harrier jet, dude. Listen, I just if I want to hunt, man, I'm gonna hunt. Let's talk about some news. So, I mean, like file size, for example, well, the leaked yeah. file size, 100, 100 10, gigs 100, was last yeah. week is what we reported. Yep. Um, and they actually came out and said that is not correct. So it is only going to be a whopping eighty six point like seven five gigs, which I, it still is perfectly fine. It's still massive. Um, you know, I think the game's gonna be great, but I I don't know. What are you guys thinking? I'm excited. Uh, eighty gigs is not that big for a game, especially a game of this scale, this quality. So I've got no problems with it. I think eighty gigs. My PC can't handle it because it's not coming out in PC. But my <laughs> Xbox, very happy well, about it. It's not PC. No. no. Nope. The last friend. You're telling me I have to buy an Xbox in 10 days? Time for you to finally buy an Xbox, man. <laughs> you better man up, buddy. Yep. Um, wow. No, so you know one thing I did think about, though, and I actually checked this last night when I got home, was um, GTA 5 is only like 60, 67 <laughs> gigs yep. or something. So there's a whole other like 20 gigs added on to what was in GTA 5, which GTA 5 was huge as it was. So mm-hmm. um, I, it just, it's really crazy to think that we're going to get more than what they've already given us. Cause well, wow, that's huge. You know, we're getting not only a bigger map, more immersion, probably a lot more story than GTA 5 ever had. 
Yeah. We're also getting over 200 different types of animals in oh game. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I've got to say, I, I think that playing this game, I will feel a level of immersion oh. that no other human being has probably experienced before. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, it's crazy looking at, like, if you've seen the screen caps that have come yeah. out for the game. Um, you know, they've been showing off some of the animals, some of the world. Um, and, like, it's crazy. The one that always gets me is the one of the, uh, I think it was the buffalo in this one that I saw. I know there were buffalo in the last. I don't know if there are in this one, but, um, you know, it was just crazy looking at the picture because it just looks so... Re- it looks like a straight-up picture. Listen, I've got my Xbox X. I have my 4K TV. If you guys do not hear from me for a couple months, maybe? Maybe, maybe about a month? Maybe. Okay, let's just say a year. I, it's 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 because of this game. Like, I mean, you know, if we you, notice, we'll let you know. Yeah. You won't. <laughs> oh. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, <laughs> Listen, guys, uh, just to a... set the mood, your boy Zach Weesaw is going to be the punching bag of the internet. So let's go easy on me because I already get enough from these guys, but I think it's going to be pretty entertaining to say We love least. him, though. Oh, oh of course. It's, 100%. it's all in good heart. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh. So I, I think, because um, I didn't, I played Red Dead Redemption 1, but of course, as you already know, I am apparently not as seasoned as I thought I was. I did not play probably more than three hours of the game. So again, like Forza Horizon 4, hopefully this will be just like a great jump into it. I played I played a lot of the uh, the zombies mode, the zombie mode, but not Undead like the movie. actual yeah. story, which I hear was fantastic. For those who have not played it yet, even though this game is a prequel, and this is just my opinion, so take it with a grain of salt, obviously, but play Red Dead, the original Red Dead, before you get into it. Yeah, it's a prequel. I get that. But that being said, like, you're going to want to appreciate this game. You know, me going into it as a fan of John Marston, you know, like, the whole story, it's going to be great. Second of all, to finish it off, horse te- testicle physics, they're going to be in the game. Let's <laughs> Really? Talk. Yeah, it's in there. So let's just... Um, horse clap, testicle. Clap, 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 clap. Clop, clop, clop. Oh, oh. oh. God, that's, a, that's a level of immersion, I think, that's... nobody's ever felt before. Because when I'm riding a horse... In third person. Oh man! And the sun's just coming over my hat. It's glistening. Maybe dew drops on the ground <laughs> beneath me, and I see the horse testicle physics bouncing. Yep. Um, all I've got to say is, I think a tear, a single tear, will escape my my eye. One in single that tear. Moment. And this was you... worth the money. <laughs> exactly. Okay, guys. So let's so, go ahead. Um, I'd like to move on to the next topic. I yep. think it's a pretty big one, um, and it's a game that I actually think is really, really close to me. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend Kelsey was not into video games when we met. And this is the game that kind of changed everything. So we're going to talk about Borderlands, but more specifically, Borderlands 2 was just announced for PSVR. It's going to be an exclusive. Oh, I know we're all Borderlands fans here. Oh, absolutely. Like, I know when I saw the announcement at first, there was a little bit of shock because I was kind of like, guys... Where's Borderlands 3? (laughs) Yeah, like, I was like, guys, come on, please tell me you have not been, you know, like, holding out on Borderlands 3 for this... But after watching another trailer, like watching the trailer a few more times, I'm actually like really excited because you know what got me was in the trailer. I was watching the Gunzerker and I'm just like, oh my god, oh. I'm going to get to walk around dual wielding rocket launchers and just being a psycho midget and blowing shit up, and it's gonna be great. Uh, have they confirmed yet? Like, do we know if, if I have a PSVR? You've got a PSVR. Can we actually no. play? So it, official confirmation did come out. Um, there will not be any multiplayer. Correct. Um, the only reason is because with the VR working as hard as it is, trying to support multiplayer on it is just going to be a little difficult. Um, so it is going to be a full, or it's going to be a single player experience, but it will be the full game. So oh. we are getting 100% Borderlands 2 um, and the new, I 
forget what they call it, like the badass uh, time freezing mode where you're actually going to be able to like pause, set up your shots and make sure that they work just the way you want them. The beautiful thing is as well, um, the stats are also going to be fixed for VR as well. So there's going to be new skills that you can unlock for your character. And I'm not a huge Borderlands fan in general, but just scratching the surface with Borderlands 2, I can say that that was a great fix or a great adaptation for VR. So I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to it. So yeah. on to our next topic, guys. We've actually got Pokemon Let's Go. I, I honestly have not played a Pokemon game since probably Emerald, maybe mm -hmm. Sapphire. I, I, I don't know. It's been a long time, so... I, I'm curious what you guys think, since you guys still play the Pokemon games. Is this a good point for me to jump back in by a Switch? So, from what I've seen, um, it's interesting, because this, um, as we all know, there's actually going to be two Pokemon games coming out on Switch. This one is coming out this year, and next year we're getting the actual full-fledged, like, next generation of Pokemon. So we're going to get a real full-blown RPG, like the normal, that we usually get every other year or so. Um... My thing about this Pokemon is it's kind of interesting. It's very much feeding off of um, Pokemon Go, um, which is kind of weird because if you notice, like the cat or there is no brand of battles anymore. Pokemon will appear in the world. You can chase them down, but there is no battling them. You just throw Pokeballs at them. Um, and I'm very interested because the only way to um, you know like get into a battle is to bump into trainers. So, like, I know when I was reading an article about it, and they were saying, like, oh, you know, if you remember the track through or the trek through Mount Moon in the original Pokemon, because this is going to take place during the very first generation of Pokemon, um, they said that, you know, there's a huge gap where you don't have a Pokemon Center, but they're like, I, I didn't need them, you know, because there were so few battles that it was just... So, I, I'm going to be interested. I'm definitely excited. I'm so, so hyped to get my Pokeball. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. The one that I really only played was Diamond and Pearl. That was the only set of Pokemon that I've ever played. Uh, so that being said, you know, this makes me super hyped to jump back in to answer your question. I'm going to be, I'm probably going to buy a Switch specifically for this game. Uh, that being said, off of the, you know, so like, I really like the idea of being able to just catch the Pokemon in the wild versus like having to battle them. And it's just some random encounter that you don't want. You can actually seek out Pokemon that you want. You know, you can hunt them that way. But the cool thing is, is that, so like for Pidgeotto, for example, will just fly around the map. He's not going to be stationary. He slash she's not going to be stationary. Uh, Abra, for example. Abra is a psychic Pokemon. So I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but one of the cool things that, um, one of the cool features is that if you approach Abra from the front, he's going to disappear. Uh, so you'll, like, he'll just disappear and you won't be able to catch him. So you actually have to, like, go around him and get him in like the back to surprise him and then catch him so like just the level of immersion alone makes me want to get it so like i think that's really cool as well all right guys so kind of some exciting news to to get us kicked off with for the last little bit uh for those of you guys out there who have been stuck with your playstation name for quite some time they're actually about to roll out a little program where you can change your name for the first time so if you've got a gamer tag or a playstation name like i used to have like a XXX Call of Duty Boy 14 underscore XXX exclamation point. Uh, you can change it now. It's just pretty great. And just so you guys know out there listening, uh, I think we've made that joke like four, four, four or five times. And let me say it's funny, but man, I just love hearing him repeat it. But now that it's finally recording, I just want to make that clear. Yeah, no, and uh, it, it's been different every single time I've said it. I, I, I don't actually have an old PlayStation name, <laughs> but if I did, that's what it would have been. Yes. So we're actually going to kick off into a new segment that Brendan's going to be hosting. Alright guys, so I came up with a new segment, um, kind of from last time. I thought it would be kind of fun to do something new, a little bit different. 
Uh, and that segment is called uh, Sucker Punch. Ooh. So the cool thing about Sucker Punch is these guys don't know the topic. Now, for this first one, they did get a little bit of a heads up because I didn't want them to go in completely blind. But... I forgot. I honestly forgot, too. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what it is. Oh, no. I know if it never forgets. I have great memory. I remember well, everything. floppy ears. At, at least two of the four of us will have something competent to say in this podcast. It's going to be um, a coin flip, in yeah, other words. Correct. Um, but so uh, for this one... I thought since, you know, Halloween is coming up and, you know, we're kind of getting into that, uh, you know, mood before Red Dead, uh, let's talk about spooky games real quick. Ooh, spooky games. Uh, Do you guys have anything to kick us off with? Resident Evil VR. Let me just start off by saying I absolutely hate horror games. I like Halloween. I have a deathly fear of bats, regardless of that fact. (laughs) Justice. Justice. (laughs) I am Bat Boy. Justice. Um, so, oh, geez. So, yeah, uh, this was the first, like, real game that I actually got to try on VR. And, of course, you know, it had to be a horror game. So, yeah, if I'm going to be completely honest, guys, uh, Spooky Season is not necessarily my favorite. Uh, I have a deathly fear of bats just for everyone out there. You know, I actually did enjoy it, but let me say that I've never screamed so much like a girl. I've never gotten the cold sweats so much in my life. I mean, it was truly an experience. Um, and I can honestly say that I'm probably never going to play it again. So, someone else go now. Um, oh. Go ahead, Brandon, I've, please. Just in terms of spooky games in general, I'm also not a big horror game type of guy. However, I would like to give an honorable shout-out to my two favorite horror games of all time. That's going to be Fear 1 and Fear 2. Oh. Not a fan? No. I, I'm sorry, but I, I played those games when I was very young, Yep. and that was the spookiest thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so no one here likes Fear. All right, uh, backing up. I uh, like Fear. I'm just saying, again... I was a sissy. I could not play it. Like, yeah, because it was spooky. It. And it's it spooky was incredible, but it was... Yeah. So, one of my favorite spooky games of all time was actually uh, I Spy Haunted House. <gasps> oh my god, on PC? On the PC. Yes! Where you talk to the little skeleton yes! all the time, and it was spooky. Dude, they game, set up some spooky situations. Like, it, it, you're going to make fun of us, but... I was a little kid when I played this game, too, and I didn't mean to steal your thunder on this, but it's so crazy. I remember being afraid of that game as a kid because I was it like, was, like, there were some Why am I building this? What yeah. were the clues like? Was I, I spy with my little eye something spooky? And, no. and, and Brendan's <laughs> like, circle the whole picture. <laughs> Brendan's like, Brendan's like, I spy something spooky, and Brendan's like, oh, Jesus. And then, <laughs> it's the whole thing. He, like, jumps out of his like, jump scares. But if you guys, I mean... And I know it's kind of a childish thing from our from our uh, past, but if you've ever really looked at an I Spy book, they it's kind of art how they set things yeah. up. It's really cool how they do it because if you don't know, every I Spy book was set up all in real life, no yep. like CGI or anything like that, except for the games, obviously Correct. where the skeleton moves around, but that was actually like stop motion. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, I Spy Suki Mansion. If you haven't picked it up yet, at a highly recommend getting it I, you know oh, like whole, you make fun of him but i honestly like if you have a younger kid who wants a good game on pc like if you can get a copy of it holy no right i'd play it right now yeah. so the segment we're about to talk about next is going to kind of kick us off for i think what this podcast wants to be yeah um we're going to talk about different series that are really close to our hearts uh what the games in those series did for the entire franchise and really just what we think about it so i hope you guys like this and we're going to kick it off with actually my number one favorite, the Fallout game series. So there's one big thing that I think Fallout would not be Fallout without. And that is, of course, the music. 
Uh, oh, every dude. single game has this wonderful vibe, and you feel like you're a part of maybe like this 1950s post-apocalyptic jam sesh. I have it saved on Spotify. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, I the, think we can yeah. all agree that those songs are one of the reasons we love Fallout so much. One thing I think we can agree on is that those songs are the reason we love Fallout so much. Uh, video game soundtracks are something that often get overlooked in games. With Fallout, it is almost impossible to do so. Uh, guys, we do have somebody that we work with that actually is very near and dear to us. Uh, it's my boy Adam. Uh, Adam actually started his own podcast not too long ago, way before us, but not too long ago, about music. It's called Headbangers Forum. Uh, it's something great, and I think you guys should check it out, especially if you like music, whether it be rock and roll or, or rock and roll. I think he really only covers rock and roll, but it's great. And if you like one of the best voices I've ever heard. Oh, Way better smooth. than all four of us put together. He's like a radio persona. He, he, I, I can't even put it into words. So yeah, guys, obviously he had the balls to shout us out when we're just starting. Adam's already invested. I want to say he's five episodes in. Yeah. So you've got plenty of material to check him out, see if you like him. He's a great guy, and he's got some great things to talk about on there. So Sweet. Yeah, so let's dive in, guys. Fallout 1, a game that was not developed by Bethesda, um, absolutely at all. And is very different from the Fallout that we know today. Uh, I can I can confirm that uh, Black Isle Studios did uh, release Fallout. Okay. Uh, and fun fact, really quick, because not a lot of people knew, uh, but Fallout is not the original title of the game. It is Fallout, a post-apocalyptic nuclear role-playing game. Yeah, I mean Fallout One. If for those of us who have played it, um, it it's such a different experience. For me, though, like, going back, and I did play a little bit of Fallout 1. I played more of Fallout 2 than anything, because it was a little bit more of an improvement on the franchise, um, at least for those two. But it's such a fun experience, because it is a different game, and you see where, like, the stats, the uh, special skills, like, all that stuff, you see the origins of them. So, like, one thing that Fallout 1 and 2, a little bit the same, really reach out to me as, is if you think about... How do you do an open-world top-scroller point-and-click? Like, if you like point-and-click mystery games or things like that, mix the Fallout universe if you haven't played it, and that's that's what you're looking at. It's it's so weird because you still get an open-world vibe, but it's top-scrolling point-and-click. Yeah, which I think, of course, Fallout is a product of its time. Today, I, I don't think personally that the gameplay holds up, but that's not why I play it. I play it because I love that world. I, the open world, even if it's top-down, it, it feels very good. Um, I love the characters. I love how vulgar the first game no. was. I, oh, geez. Gosh, I, I will admit, I played the first game after playing Fallout 3 and after playing Fallout New Vegas. So going back in time hurt a little bit, but I can appreciate those games for what they were. Uh, um, precisely. Yeah. And one thing I like to shout out of those games is just um, something that with a lot of the newer ones you see issues with. You're not the sole survivor. You're not the lone wanderer. You're not that, like, special... You're just a person. Like, I mean, in the second game, you kind of did have that kind of, eh, you know, I'm special and I have to go do... But, like, the first game, you were literally just another vault dweller that they kicked out because they needed somebody to go get a geck. That was uh -huh. it. Yep. Um, and I, I think that's really cool because I feel like with the newer games, they just tend to, like, you know, you are this person. You are the only one that could do this. And I, it kind of takes away a little bit because, like, from the immersion. Because in real world, no, you wouldn't be the only one that could do this. Um, you know, anybody could go do it, but it's just a matter of your character having to be special. Okay, so um, Fallout 1 and 2, I, again, I think they're both 
absolutely great games, and they paved the way for where we are today. So before you jump into what I know you're about to go into, a uh, quick shout out for two games that you know we're not going to talk about because quite honestly, none of us probably played them, and they're not the greatest Fallout's in the world. But um, tactics is a thing. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, and then there's Brotherhood of Steel on the PlayStation 2, which, by the way, I didn't know existed until about like a month ago. Yes, it's I because didn't... we've tried to burn all traces of it <laughs> ever existing. It's the Call of Duty 3 of the Fallout series. It really is. Yeah, I, I could definitely get on board with that. Um, but I just want to give them a shout-out because they are there. They did actually pave the way to Fallout 3 because if those two wouldn't have failed as bad as they did... Um, Bethesda may have not ever even looked at Fallout. Yeah, they probably would not have acquired the rights. <laughs> uh, so the next big jump is going to be from Fallout 1 and 2, of course, to Fallout 3. From there, we actually change studios behind the game. Uh, Fallout 1 and 2, that was Black Isle Studios. And Bethesda actually came in and relieved them after their horrible job, excuse me if you are a fan, of Brotherhood of Steel. <laughs> um, I think that that's probably the most important game in the series for a couple different reasons. Reason number one being, you go from that top-down, which is kind of immersive, um, but you definitely feel like you're playing a, a point-and-click adventure, and you go to first-person in the capital wasteland, baby. Uh, I can't imagine a better place to be with my pip point on my wrist. I'm just saying, I, I think Bethesda killed it. My first time walking out of the vault in Fallout 3 changed my life. Can we just talk about the beautiful shades of green? Oh, oh guys, I don't know how many hues of green you can see, um, but I can see them all. And i got to tell you, Fallout 3, is... I think the only color scheme they were allowed to use in that game was legally green. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it, it kind of sets city. the mood how it's supposed no, to be. It, it definitely it, captures it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, it is kind of funny because it is dated. It is very brown. It is very green. But at the time, like, I never thought about that. Um, looking yeah. back, I did. But, you know, at the time, it was just man, this world, this deep immersion. Because like you said, you know, you're in first person now, which was a huge change. Um, and it just, it gives you so much more of a fun experience. And I'll also say, you know, Brandon off the mic brought this up as well. This was the first game, to me anyway, that like really got me into like open world RPGs. Like this set the tone for me. Like this is before mm -hmm. I played Skyrim. This was before I played any other game that I cannot think of off the top of my head. As growing up, I played games for the story, so it's kind of funny that like I never did get into it. So like it really like put it into perspective. It really showed me how I wanted to be told a story essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's all I was going to um, say. I was just going to jump in on uh, after kind of what you said. I actually played Oblivion first. Um Oh, I played Morrowind first. Oh, well, I'm sorry that you played the non-superior. I technically Elder played Arena first, but well, we don't again, need to get into that. Sorry about your non-superior Elder Scrolls playing. I played Oblivion too. Um, you better watch but, out, buddy. Oh, you can't talk smack about the older Elder Scrolls games. Yes, you don't I, like Elder Scrolls more. Elder no, Scrolls. For I, a reason. I don't. I played Morrowind too late, um, but that is not here nor there. Um, but what I will say is, coming off of Oblivion and onto. Uh, uh, Fallout 3, it really does change how you play games because, you know, at the time I played, oh god, I had like 400 hours in Oblivion. It was a long wow. See, time. You dedicated a large portion of your life to that game. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Don't worry, when we get to New Vegas, we'll we'll, we'll talk about my hours in New Vegas because it's gross. Uh, guilty. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I was just going to make the point of, like, it, it really did change my feeling on big open world RPGs because 
they're great games. Um, and this really like pushed me into, hey, you're going to put hundreds and hundreds of hours in this and not get bored. No, very true. I would like to bring up a couple key components that I think Bethesda incorporated very well. Uh, first of which being that's in third, like in first person, that's I, I never thought it was possible. I absolutely loved that's in Fallout 3. So, you know, we are not only talking about the good of these games, but we are going to critique them. Because um, don't worry, when Fallout 3 comes later, when we talk about the DLC, I'm going to have a meltdown. But um, with Vats, I do have one issue with Vats. Um, going back and playing Fallout 3, it is literally the easy button to that game. I never shot a gun without Vats. Well, there's a core reason for that. And in Fallout 3, it might have been first person... But you you could not shoot anything. No, uh, no, there were no crosshairs. <laughs> it was you can still barely you can still barely shoot anything. The, to be honest, the, the lack of iron sight was always kind of weird to me because let, let me let me just say this: when I said it set the tone, it set a tone, not the whole tone. <laughs> See, going back like, after playing Fallout Four and then going back to Fallout Three, cool. I truly just cannot play it anymore because I like guns. I want to <laughs> shoot. Things, That's you know? what Vats is for, my dude. I, I, I don't personally oh, no. find Fallout 3 in any replays I've done recently playable uh, without Vats. Yeah. And that's just because I've gotten used to modern day games. Yeah. Reliable iron sights. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the guns. I want to. I want to see the sights. Is it? Does it? If I'm not mistaken, Fallout 3 is just like. There is. You're a little closer no, to the there, gun. There nothing, is it's no pull. Like, there's no zoom at all, as far as I'm aware. No, oh my. I'm sure um, you can zoom in partially, but it's, it's not enough. Or they yeah. could have been added in, in New Vegas, to be completely it, honest. Because New Vegas, sure. you had iron sights. Like, you got oh, yeah. straight yeah. up iron. Because in New Vegas, I know I spent a lot more time using guns the right way, not in bats. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, you know, we want to talk about the good and the bad. So I think it's, you know, important to talk about, like, hey, yes. It, Vats was great, but it also was kind of like, wow, you can't play Fallout 3 without Vats. No, I, I definitely feel that. And I also, I think that in terms of all of the games Bethesda has done, Fallout 3 was not a bad jumping place. Like, it was not a bad place for them to build off yeah, of. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. while it had its flaws, I think it really did set the pace for the future games to come out. Okay, so, I mean, one thing I want to talk about with Fallout, if we're talking about, like, important things, um, I do want to talk about the DLC from Fallout 3 because... While I despise Broken Steel and the fact that you have to pay for the ending of Fallout 3, um, Fallout 3 did an amazing job of DLC. Um, Operation Anchorage was really fun. Mm -hmm. That was such a cool idea, too, that you went into a simulation. You got to see. And that world was Operation Anchorage. up, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was kind of cool to see pre-war, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you you never really got that taste. Mm -hmm. um, but that was great. There was uh, The Pit. Because, you know, me, actually, I used to live down on the river um, from Pittsburgh. So <laughs> when you cross that bridge, I was like, oh, my God, I've been on this bridge. Like, I think I know where I'm at right now. I, yeah, I can find my way home. I'm like, shit, I could go home from here. And yeah. I don't want to see home. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so it was real cool to see um, what came after the pit. There was a, oh, um Wow, I blanked real hard. It yeah. was the one um, in the, the swamp. I can't think of the name, but... Honestly, I never got a chance to play the Fallout 3 DLCs because oh. I oh. was a poor child. I'm That's so fair. glad you said that because I wasn't... Like, he's sitting there talking about it, and I'm like, man, I have no idea what's going on. You're like, the, the uh -huh. pit, I, I, please don't. I, I don't um, want to go there. Yes. I and, also didn't play the dlc oh well all right so thank I'll, you i'll wrap up that last one no mothership zeta was the shit because <laughs> space aliens and fallout are like a tradition they have to go together uh, it's like just like dr Cranberry pie and 
and more cranberry but you can't have i was gonna say it's like the traditional doctor who easter egg in fallout um yeah fun fact those are in every fallout game did yeah, not no, know no, that. i didn't know that um really quick recap uh yeah. easter eggs things like that fallout one had a tardis in it. i remember my first playthrough finding the tardis that was fallout one and two had tardises oh that is something new Tardi. yeah please plural uh, of tardi i'm sorry Tard- tardis I, uh, tardi please revoke my doctor who license Tardies? yeah you you actually are not the doctor i'm sorry this can we back it up incorrect. let's pet let's let's back it up for a second i don't like cranberries and I just felt like that needed to be said. <laughs> so you're telling me cranberry pie does not go best with but, more cranberry yeah, so I just pie. wanted to say for everyone out there listening, if you agree with me, that was a very shit example. Yes. So pumpkin pie would be better. Oh. Well, it is spooky season. I, I revoke my pie. It's November. It's the spooky month. <laughs> they had problems, but they did lead to some of the best expansions. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean New Vegas and not Fallout 4. Yeah. So I think bringing up New Vegas was a perfect uh, way to kind of segue into the best ever Fallout game ever made. You guys can fight me on this. Uh, no, it is 100% the best, the best yeah. Fallout. So this is going to be the third time in Fallout history <laughs> that production of the game has actually changed hands. Yep. So we started with Black Isle Studios, moved to Bethesda for Fallout 3, and then Bethesda actually outsourced Fallout New Vegas to Obsidian, which I think was an amazing choice because... What? Oh, sorry. You're good. New uh, Vegas, in my personal opinion, is the pinnacle mm. of what a Fallout yes. RPG not yeah. game RPG should be. <laughs> so I didn't. I did not play Fallout uh, New Vegas yet. Oh my but, god! But wow, this part, yeah. If it makes you feel better, um, I did watch three. That's right, three ten-minute videos. <laughs> oh my, is that thirty minutes? It's my thirty minutes of the game. Correct. So <laughs> by one... by not a top YouTuber, so I couldn't even. He was like German or something. So uh, can I just? We were talking about times in games, and I'm going to go ahead and just uh, embarrass myself now. Oh, no. Um, I own Fallout New Vegas on every console it ever released on. So I have at least four copies of that game, uh, including collector's editions. I have a combined total of over 2,000 hours in Fallout New Vegas, including mods, of course. Well, so you're going to make me buy it? Oh, absolutely. I can't just borrow one of your copies? Oh, yeah. No, because you're going to play it on PC where it's superior and where i can't actually I give you a copy we'll say this actually it was a the first time playing new vegas was a pc copy mm-hmm. that was gifted to me by a buddy for christmas like you know i was like mm-hmm. i don't know what the hell is i've never played new vegas he's like dude just play it. it's gonna be great in one month i logged over about 100 hours which isn't i'd say it's pretty good for I a was, month i was, I was proud of it yeah i have like a thousand hours in a game i've been playing for six years so okay, okay. maybe fair. it wasn't 100 hours in a month I, it was a lot of hours no 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 it probably was 100 all right it was 100 hours guys yeah okay. so um, yep. i think it's important really quick that we go back and we talk about what obsidian did differently because yes. there's a lot of things that they change yes that i cannot believe we went without for the first oh. three fallout games huh. first of which being let's talk about the fact that it's not green anymore, guys. Uh, the Mojave Wasteland is not green. It's, the colors, <laughs> it's, it's yellow there, now. Yeah. <laughs> there yellow were, and red. It's, it's piss yellow. It was yellow, red, and blue. Oh, And Vegas. there was the occasional little bit of green yeah, from a like cactus. A little, little shrub here, a little shrub there. But I think that that really took you out of the feeling of Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, as soon as I hopped into Fallout New Vegas, I knew this is going to be different. Um, this is not the same tone. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be a little bit, I don't know, what screen and it was uh, <laughs> um i do want to throw a quick since we're talking about the game um and as much as i love and idolize fallout new vegas i will throw out there too um fallout new vegas was not great in the beginning uh the first like a month of fallout new vegas was 
absolute and utter garbage. It took update after update, and uh, Brandon Mayhorn really looks like he wants to tell us something. Yes, so I do agree games should not launch in that state. However, with the amount of time Bethesda allotted Obsidian to make that game, it's going to have some bugs. No, I think it's a true testament that it came back and was considered the best Fallout ever made. Um, You know, because the time span between Fallout New Vegas and 4 is disgusting for what we actually got. Very true. So uh, you just said it's probably the the best Fallout game that came out yet. Yeah. Um, The only question I have to that is why? Because... Personally, it's my favorite, too. Do you think it's the best? Because I'm really curious on why everyone's general consensus is you can't be New Vegas. Um, so for me, the reason I think it's the best Fallout is just because it improved upon everything that Fallout 3 did. Um, for one, there was an actual solid ending to the game. Like, you could get an ending, and there were multiple. It wasn't just yes or no. Um, because I know, like, in Fallout 3, there was kind of like a quote-unquote extra ending where you could side with the Enclave. But it didn't actually end the game. It just kind of, like, you had to go back and restart. And it just kind of was dumb. Whereas this one, you know, you had, like, four or five different endings with different factions. And, God, get me started on the faction system in that game. Because, you know, being able to talk about, I can side with the NCR. I can side with the Legion. and The Brotherhood of Steel. You wandered into the NCR territory. No. Still wearing your Caesar. Legion gear. I don't like and they kill you. And everyone starts shooting uh, at you. Let me let me just tell you the Brotherhood of Steel is trash in every Fallout after Fallout three. Okay, so at some point I'm going to physically fight Brendan. Uh because he just bashed my favorite faction in almost any game. Uh well, you can't be right all the time. Yeah, well, well you're I'm definitely wrong man. all the time, so oh, <laughs> So one of the things that I noticed as to why it's like my favorite, um, jumping from Fallout three to four uh, there was a good, like, I want, like the atmosphere was different. But to go into New Vegas, like, again, it being my favorite atmosphere, you know, from Fallout 3, it wasn't super serious. You know, it was goofy. It was fun. You're on the strip. Um, you know, it's the it's the Las Vegas strip. Like, I don't know. Something about it just, like, like the bright colors. Like, I just loved it. It was just a complete, like, 180 from 3, I guess. Going off the atmosphere, that is honestly why it is my personal favorite. And that's because... In my first playthrough, and I, I was probably 12 years old when this happened, I met a robot that fisted me. I had a Pimp oh, Boy Mr. 3 Fisty. million. Oh, uh, yes. I had a full pimp outfit. That game, I took it serious, but it didn't take itself serious. And mm-hmm. I, I loved that so much because I wasn't just another person through the wasteland. I was, I was a pimp. I, I don't know. It's just I loved that game so much for that reason. Speak of Fisto, too, by the way. like Shout out to that robot. But does anybody remember the glitch with Fisto? Mm. So I, I don't think I talked to Fisto as many times as you did, Brendan. I, um, shut up. I have like 2,000 hours. Leave me alone. Um, anything so, with the word fist in it. Brendan's on it. That's wow. the one thing I guess he's got right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, internet. Uh, heathens, all of them. Um, but no, there was a really funny glitch where if you talked to him after that very first time that you talked, like the, the very first time when you went back into the room with him and it faded to black, if you did that, Every time it would do that again, it would give you, like, 400 caps. And it was, like, never-ending. You just did that for, like, 20 minutes, and you were loaded. Brendan, I think we need to have a very serious talk with you. There are better ways to get caps in the wasteland than revisiting <laughs> Mr. Fisto every single night. You could gamble. Like, you, you, could, you could do you anything Vegas, else, buddy. I, you didn't even you know, care about the caps. You just you wow. just wanted to... I mean, if we're being cap. honest, 
Oh, you so him. you mean I really like that solid, like, fade to black? Yeah, definitely. Also, <laughs> I, I'd like to point out really quick, <laughs> Mr. Fisto, Fallout 4, Synths, maybe he was sentient. Maybe he was paying you for a good night. I don't know. That's Possible. why I love Fallout New Vegas. Um, There's questions to be answered here. Dude, well, and, like, to speak on Zach talking about the atmosphere, too, one thing that I really did like is the strip was the strip. Like, yes. it was like going to Vegas. Um, the opening cutscene that they did where it kind of showed, like, it starts out on the strip and it zooms out. I love that you see, like, all these drunk NCR agents and, like, you get an actual taste of Vegas. Again, I'm going to be that asshole who's going to talk about the DLC, but I really like the fact that in New Vegas, because you did get a full story out of New Vegas, the DLC was its own separate story that they had initially planned to put in Fallout New Vegas, and they cut it because they wanted to add so much more, and they had amazing characters. Like, my favorite Fallout character of all time is Ulysses. Um, S. Grant? Kind of. Kind of. Not the same guy. That's different time periods. (laughs) Shut up. Not the point. But different universe. Ulysses was like one of my favorite characters because um, when you you keep hearing about this guy, and this guy would always wear a trench coat with the classic American flag on it. So you had the thirteen with the stripes, and it was so cool because you heard these myths, these legends about this guy, and you were just like, "Who is this?" And then finally, at the very last DLC, you could you met him, and it came to the point where you actually had three endings. You could fight him. You could side with him, or you could um, actually convince him that, hey, this isn't the way to do it. Let's team up. Let's save the wasteland for a second time. And it was uh, it was just amazing. And then don't even get me started on the big empty, because that was the most brilliant. The fact that it was not the big empty, but it was actually big MT, as in mountain, <laughs> that was the most brilliant thing, and it blew my mind and they did that uh so guys going from fallout new vegas uh, just like chandler from friends shooting me in the head let's go to the <laughs> next game let's go to fallout 4 uh this is going to be once again back to bethesda Whoa. i know we're kind of juggling who develops these games but bethesda's been eh, in as many games as black isle has uh mm. what do you guys think of fallout 4 i i was super pumped when it first came out and as someone who played through it on day one and i, I probably put over a thousand hours into fallout 4 I appreciate its gunplay. I do I, not appreciate yeah. its RPG. <laughs> oh, say, wait. Are, are we actually calling that game an RPG? Because I don't no. think it actually hey, deserves... Hey, I've got a question for you. Where's Sean? Oh, shit. Who's my son? You know you know my thoughts about Sean, buddy? Um, I forgot about Sean within about 15 minutes of the game and just kind of went and did some other shit. Sean, um, I want to build my settlement and then help other settlements. Yeah. Where's my son? Another <laughs> settlement needs your help. Press President Garvey, no. <laughs> if you guys haven't figured out, I'm apparently the cynic of the group. He absolutely I is. Love like so many games. I enjoyed the base building settlement. Building I love the base building that. settlement. And with mods, yes. it is fantastic. It is so um, good. I, I built love a, it. a murder hotel. Oh. I don't know if you, I, I didn't oh. kill anybody, but it was just a perfect recreation Ooh. of H. H. Holmes murder hotel. Oh my! Only thing I ever built, and honestly. I think I should talk to a therapist. Uh, <laughs> yep. This is bringing out some so, stuff for me. There's and there's nothing oh. there's nothing wrong um, with a short main story because it's kind of nice in the way that I um, I finished the main story in probably three hours. That game had one of my favorite. Like now, I, 
mm. just want to branch off. Like we obviously it's not an RPG. Okay, I get that. But it had one of my favorite Fallout side quests in any Fallout game. And did you guys ever repair the um, the pirate ship? Oh, yeah. oh hey, my yes. gosh! So like it's it's the one memorable side quest of the entire game. Okay, so it was awesome though. Like it was goofy. It was fun. Like watching and <clears throat> spoiler alert. Watching the pirate ship fly away at the end was like I watched it in awe. And I'm sitting there like, and uh, it's not there. a. I'm sorry, really quick. Uh, spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler if it was in the announced trailer that the pirate ship was gonna <laughs> fly away. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't see that. So like. Anyway. <laughs> wow. So like most games, it ruined the best part of the entire game in the launch trailer. Spoiler alert. Um. Yeah. So. But I will give Zach, he does make a really valid point that, like, that is the one side quest that of all of Fallout 4, I love that quest. Every, um, everyone is, is rubbing my shoulders, giving me, like, endearing looks because I just got destroyed. <laughs> uh, all my confidence is gone. We may carry on. Yeah, just like Icarus, you flew too close to the sun. And, oh, man, let me tell you, I sunk straight to the bottom of the <laughs> yeah, sea. For sure. Those wings, oof. Let, let's talk about something else too. Um, another thing that I really liked about Fallout Four, um, weapon customization. Oh, yeah. I loved it. You could yeah. name your stuff like you mm. could like completely switch it out, dude. I, it was just it was just cool. Like mm. it was fun. And I, guns weren't super good alone. You had to customize, you had to customize make them. Better. Yeah. So, I had uh, more pipe pistols in my pit boy. Pit boy. <laughs> wow. Uh, bad day Say for speaking. Three times fast. Pit boy. Pit boy. Pit boy. In my pit boy inventory. Then I think one person should be allowed to have. I had more pipe pistols throughout that gameplay than I had caps. I'm dude, it was pissed. so the ammunition was so easy to get. Dude, I had yeah. a I had a pipe sniper, an automatic yeah. rifle, a freaking pistol. Dude, it was just goofy. It was fun. They looked like junk. And if I wanted to go with like the like, I literally just crawled out of a gutter build. Pipe pipe weapons were the way to go. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of really really shitty weapons, let's talk about some of the things that I think oh. Fallout Four really nailed and that's the weapons that you get throughout the main story and even the side quests like the memorable weapons so righteous authority i yes i was actually about to bring this up because we were talking about weapons that's an interesting thought because i disagree with you i don't think the unique weapons were as cool in this game just for the sole fact like and i guess you know i'm i'm gonna say this i did mod the shit out of fallout 3 in new vegas so I've seen modded weapons, so they are kind of... What what was what is kind of blurred. Stop giving me that look, sack. I'm a cynic. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to crawl into my corner <laughs> and hate everything. <laughs> I, I just want to slightly enjoy New Vegas. No, but let's be real here. What's really bad is they're giving me shit for not liking Fallout 4, but literally last night I was playing the most Japanese, like rpg possible that just no human being would probably enjoy aside from myself and like maybe two other people if we get big i very much want to see a cult following of brendan fanatics oh my (laughs) just like a bunch of every game he hates i hate (laughs) (laughs) i hate them all but i also love japanese games you like japanese do you listen to k-pop no dude it's just it's so funny because like you know last night i'm playing if you've ever heard of the franchise Warriors Orochi, nope. which is a combo of Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors, super Japanese. It's something that like maybe five people will play in the world. Call me a cynic if you will, cynic. but just thank you, Drayton. Thank you so much. Continue, please. Um, please. 
when it comes down to it, I just, I don't feel Fallout 4 is, like, of all the praise that it got, I don't think it deserves it. Um, you know, there's one YouTuber who I used to watch religiously, and his review of it, he was like, oh, this is a great game, it's amazing. And, you know, he, like, talked about the base building and the stuff like that, and it just, by the time I had got through it and spent time in it, I think I only put, like, 150 hours in, and I was done. It was just, it bored me. No, I, mean, I think that's fair, but there are some key things that Fallout 4 did much better that I think, in the face of such cynicism, we should kind of point out. And that's the fact that they improved the engine. Uh, you're talking about actual smooth FPS. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gambrio engine has just been notorious for mm. not smooth FPS, even on the most powerful machines. So they smoothed the game out. Mm. We got better graphics. We got yeah. a character that actually spoke, and yes, that did take away from the RPG aspects. But it gave a little bit more, I don't know, I think depth to the game. That's that's interesting because I'm, again, coming from playing the older Fallouts, I like not speaking because I always get to envision my own voice in my head. That's fair. Hey, and can you give me, really quick, your first character playthrough ever of Fallout New Vegas. What did your character sound like? I just want to hear that. Was he like a rough Western, like, hey, partner? Was he like a... You know, he was kind of like a combination of, like, every Clint Eastwood character ever. Just that real gruff, like... Howdy, partner. Hey wow. there, punk. It's high noon. Yeah, yeah, kind of a McCree. Kinda. Okay. Like, but Matt Mercer kind of. Uh, yeah, okay. It, it, okay. very much Matt Mercer. But like, it, for me, that was the, the greatest thing ever because I like envisioning my characters because I, on New Vegas, I have at least 20 different characters and I did play playthrough as Nixon, by the way. I did that for funsies and it was the greatest <laughs> playthrough ever. Okay. But it just... I really enjoyed that, and I think that, that vo- the vocal system took it away. Because, you know, my character... To me, both the character voices, no matter who you pick, were just very bland. Um, and it, I don't think it's because of the actors. I think the actors did good with what they had, but their dialogue wasn't great. You know, and honestly, I changed my mind completely. Fallout 4 ruined the immersion for me because I always wanted to play as Mickey Mouse. Uh, shout out to Richie at work. <laughs> Hi, guys! <laughs> You can run, but you can't hide. I'm going to find who shot me in the head. Ha oh. <laughs> <laughs> And in, in Fallout 4, you just can't do that. Because I'm, I'm sorry. Fallout 4 sucks, everyone. Fallout 4 is the worst Fallout game ever. I, I, I would rather play Brotherhood of Steel. Okay, I'm, I'm don't kidding. I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. Don't push it. Okay, um, so I think it's time that we kind of come to a conclusion on Fallout 4. So Fallout 4 is a game that I think we all looked forward to very, very yeah. heavily after the success of New Vegas. Didn't live up to your expectations, Brendan. Let's no, just get that out of the way. Not at uh, all. We saw you seem to be like a really, really big fan of Fallout 4. I want to hear your side. Like, what about I the game well. captured you? You know, I loved the settlement building. I loved the optimization. I loved the weapon customization. Um, there were a lot of lovable characters to me, like Paladin Dance, dude. Come on, man. Shout out to the real one. <sighs> I freaking love Paladin. Why Dance. couldn't my charisma be higher? Why? I, I have no idea. Why couldn't we just get a full out? Buzz Light, your character, because that's what he was to me. You know what? First mod I uh, ever got was, was Buzz. Me too. Buzz no joke. Me too. But I mean, like, Absolutely I just and again, like the, I, I, you know, like the right righteous authority or something like that. Like getting that for the first time, um, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I can't I can't put it into words aside from what I just did. I just liked it. You know, I just I I, I went into it with a simple mind, as per I do with most things. Um, I just enjoyed it. It was a game that I like to play. It was set in the Fallout universe, and I that's that's all there is yeah. to it. And yeah. I think that the world itself, um, the map was really decently. Yeah. I, I think it was yeah. decently Freaking large. Freaking Boston, um, man. Yeah, 
Another thing, the glowing sea as an addition yeah. to a game was fantastic. Because was as soon as I got into a high level of the game, mm-hmm. I would put on some power armor. Yep. I would take, uh, God, whose axe was it? Who's the barbarian? Grognar? Grognak. 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 Yeah, I'd, oh, yeah. I'd dual hand that. I'd just walk down and um, kill death claws in the The silver sea. something. The detective. Oh. The silver shroud. The <gasps> silver shroud, dude. Yeah. Like, okay, going to the comic book store. Oh, dude, there that, are a lot of memorable I, parts. Of I was going to supermarket say, with all the girls. Screw that. That mission was great with the I silver loved it. shroud. The like, silver shroud. Yeah, you freaking walk around with a Tommy gun and, and the silver shroud outfit. And I, I think I kept that Tommy gun as one of my main oh, weapons the absolutely. entire playthrough. It was fantastic. Um, and one thing I'll throw out there real quick so that you all can see I'm not completely horrible. Um, I will agree with these guys that the world was really awesome. Um, whether I love the story that was encapsulated in the world, I don't think so as much, but the world is still really fun. And I do occasionally enjoy going back and visiting the world and like seeing what it has to offer. Cause like, I just, I recently, when I got a PC, went back and played it again for the first time in like a year since it had come out. And I found the quest where you met the guy who asked you to goat test. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I was just <laughs> like, about that. that's such a great little throwback to Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, there there are shining points. I just think that Bethesda really got away from the RPG, which is why I like Fallout. They and, simplified the system. That's... Yeah, and it it really hurt it for me. So I, I and I do agree with that. I, yeah. If if we could have gotten Fallout Four with mostly everything in a New Vegas style of RPG, it would have been the best Fallout to date. So yeah. I... Even just a karma system. Give me a karma oh, system and I'm happy. Yeah. That lack of karma system will exactly. really hurt. If you didn't walk through the wasteland killing people with Diamond City Radio on, you wasted your time. Oh, yeah. If you didn't change your music to like 90% and your S effects to like 40, you wasted your time. Because that is the best experience mm. to listen to Rocket 69 and just destroy people. They did have the best selection of Fallout 3 music and Fallout 4. True. Ain't that a true. kick in the head? Was that New Vegas That or was before? New Vegas. Was hey, man. New Vegas, like, their soundtrack, I could literally tell you beat for beat every song on that. Because it's all great, like, Texas rock, kind of like, yeah. old western style. My favorite song was Big Iron. With a big iron on his hip. Yeah. The Texas Ranger, I'm telling you what. Texas oh, Ranger with a big iron on his hip. Mm. Fight me on that. Sweet, guys. So coming off of the hype from Fallout 4, uh, especially since some of us here really loved it and some of us kind of hated it, let's talk about what I think I wanted for a really long time, Fallout 76. Um, we're getting plenty of country roads. We're getting plenty of mountain mamas from what I hear. Oh, yeah. Uh, take me What do you home. guys think so far? I've seen a lot country of gameplay of this. Uh, Map is going to be five times bigger than Fallout 4. There's a lot of stuff to talk about right here. You know, as Mayhorn said, I'm so I'm very excited, but I'm also very worried. Uh, and to go off Same of that, there. like, the world looks amazing. We live in Ohio. I've been through West yeah. Virginia so many times. Uh, one of the cool things, and I'll get into it in a little bit, uh, the Mothman is oh, in it. Like, cool, cool nods That's to awesome. West Virginia. Dude, I love it. Like, I've been to Fort... Worth or no, not Fort Worth. That's Texas. That's definitely Texas. Yeah, <laughs> um, Fort something. But uh, Fort, I've been to the same. Fort yeah, but and, like to be able yeah. to like to see the simple nods, like the world's gonna be great. It looks rough. I get that. Um, but I don't know. As I as I said before, you know, base building, weapon customization, a lot of the features that I liked from Fallout Four are gonna be in seventy six. So like, that's that's it's nice. Like I'm just, and I'll get into some more points in a second. But like. I'm just worried, I guess. That's my overall. And a lot of people are. A lot of the people who have already played it uh, during the uh, 
the hotel event they had where uh, oh. big people played three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are worried about it as well. So hopefully in this uh, beta time, they'll think about the issues that people are bringing up and hopefully they'll do something about it. So cynicism incoming, fair warning. Because um, I got to watch the gameplay. I've seen it. I've seen um, I, I have as well. And my worry is, because I, I'm in the same boat, I always wanted to play co-op Fallout. Um, you know, and I still, like, recently my hopes have been a little downed and dashed by seeing it. Um, but my, my major concern is that, you know, we are coming up with a beta here in about a week. And then we do have the game launching early November. I think that the version we're seeing is the final version. I don't think we're going to see much change. Um, and the only downside to me is just, like, the world, like Zach said, it looks great at a distance. But the minute you get close to it, like, the thing that is killing me are the ghouls. It looks horrible. Like, the ghouls literally look like these horrible skeletons that have just been, like, from early Bethesda games with, like, crystals jammed in them. And mm-hmm. it it just makes me wonder, like, I know that, obviously, for an MMO-style game, you're not going to have the same graphics as, like, Fallout 4, Fallout, you know, New Vegas. I don't expect that. But I do expect a level of polish from a company like Bethesda who made things like Doom, who made things like Wolfenstein, um, you know, who made things like Fallout 4, where, you know, they have this level of, like, quality that they hold themselves to, and it feels like they're kind of, like, shirking it off to make an online Fallout, and I, I just don't want to see them lose that quality, because, you know, like, I've, I'm so excited for Doom Eternal. I'm so excited for the new Wolfenstein. I don't want to... I'm excited for Rage 2. I forgot about Rage oh, 2. Rage 2. Um, so, like, I don't want to see these things slip. And I, I think that's a very valid point, because... Coming from the hype of the Fallout games Bethesda's already produced, mm-hmm. I've got very high hopes for a story. Mm-hmm. I've got high hopes for NPCs to meet. And that's another oh. thing. We've got no NPCs this time. 100%. Um, Drayton and I were just talking. It's a really big world, but I'm hearing it's, 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 it's empty. It's empty. There's so, not much to do. Are, there, much to are there confirmed no NPCs? Yes. Yeah, so, every person you meet will be a real person. Uh, after, <sighs> the, after the beta, um, it was officially confirmed that you get a quest... You're going to find holotapes, you're going to find letters, but there will not be any actual characters in the world. So, Which they could do well, but I honestly don't expect them to, unfortunately. Right. Because- there's, a, there's a good way to do that by, it, by making more interactions with other players matter more in the world, but I feel like it's just going to be more just talking to another player then we run away or try to kill each other yeah i mean i think that like part of it is definitely going to come down to like as a fan of a bethesda game i play it for the story i play it for that exciting world that they build and i feel like if you're going to tell me man i'm going to have to read 90 percent of the world just to get any lore or story that's going to take away the fun like you know i mean if you look back like and i know this game was produced by uh, zenimax not by um bethesda but Elder Scrolls Online, that still had NPCs. It had plenty of... No, was... we don't want it to be Elder no. Scrolls Online. I, I, it I needs to be not... more like a Fallout New Vegas where other people can play in the same server, but it's literally yeah. a single-player single game. I Here's my thing. is like At the end of the day, I just... I think I would have rather seen them take a game and make it co-op. Don't give me 16... I don't need 16 people in my world because 
griefing is going to be a thing. Now, granted, they did put some really nice systems in place to stop griefing. Um, mm. You do actually have to accept combat. Even if somebody tinks you in the head with a headshot, you still have to hit, yes, I want to enter in combat with them. And you also have to fight over your area that you claim. Yeah. So you can claim areas and you have to fight over them. But yeah, I also agree with what you said. Um, the, the main thing that... And even though it's not the best in the series, and of course we'll talk about it at a different time, but I would much rather have just cut there for a second because the wind, because it will be on there. I would much rather have Skyrim with co-op mode than Elder Scrolls Six. I would much rather uh, have. That's well, they no, no for me. They have released what, Skyrim one too many times. What I mean is, yeah, obviously, no. Of course, we do not want that to happen. But what I mean is, Todd, baby, I, I, I believe adding co-op to an already great game would increase its replayability because it's going to change the story every time. No, that's completely fair. I really think that what Bethesda's trying to do is great. Um, the idea of actually getting into a world and maybe randomly walking upon somebody in the woods, uh, getting the option to say hi to them, maybe trade some goods, that's what they're intending. Mm -hmm. However, what I'm worried about, what I loved about Fallout 4 and Fallout New Vegas was I loved maybe walking a road and coming across a caravan, and then maybe someone tried to ambush me. That might happen in this, but there's not going to be a cool NPC with a backstory. Um, it's going to be Swag Daddy 69 <laughs> and we get a shotgun in yeah. my head. And I, so no problems with that. I just I think that even though this game has people in it, it's not going to be the same as what I'm expecting. It's, it's not going to give me that one that thing I want to throw out real quick because it just makes a really good point to what you were just saying. Um, one of the uh, I was listening to a podcast with IGN and they were talking about playing the game and you know what one of the guys described it as that I felt really interesting he felt like he just missed everyone he's like you know when you found bodies they were fresh corpses he's like but it was always like darn I just missed this um, and I'm afraid that like what you're saying we're gonna lose a lot of that because of that feeling and I just I'm really afraid to go through the game feeling like man I just missed all the excitement like, honestly, I miss in Fallout 4, I believe, and I think New Vegas too, like, the Wandering Caravans. Like, yes. you like you remembered some of them. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, oh, shit, it's that one yeah. lady, I well, can't remember her name. You go to, like, like, Megaton, and then, like, you go to some other place in the yeah, map, and, and there's still, like, caravan. Yeah, and yeah. even if you're just wandering the roads, like you said, you just, you sometimes would just cross paths with them, and they'd have yeah. new stuff. Like, it was cool. Like, I liked seeing those characters. Mm -hmm. And they were just generic NPCs, but, like, there were, you know, I remember there was a caravan that I always would, like, try to find, and, you know, you'd bump into him three or four times in the game and you're like that's really cool that i've bumped into you multiple times um and you know i've bought stuff from you and i feel like you're an actual caravan that i'm you know seeing not just randomly coming across yeah, it's, yeah it doesn't it's... feel like a, a video game character per se Correct. it feels like a, a caravan yeah and uh, the problem with that the, the problem with this game or the idea around it is the way the direction they're going in it's going to heavily rely on the player base to make the story yep. definitely without npcs which in my opinion i feel like this game could have npcs but they are yeah. apparently not doing it so it is completely player base driven and we all know how a player base is yep so hopefully the best thing that you will see will be maybe you being able to have your own server with your friends or something like that it's coming because and or just a, a server that's joinable, <laughs> yeah. Just because um, 
it, you're going to need a player base sectioned off that's that cares about the story and then a place for people who just want to run around and kill each other. Just to say one thing on that, uh, private servers were confirmed to come. They will not be at launch. It is probably not going to be anytime soon after launch. Something. It's just a disclaimer. So, there was a quote actually on that. Um, so because we were all told that we're going to mod support is going to be there. Um, so that's great. But I'm really kind of miffed because the quote has officially come out. They're saying at the earliest, the earliest, we're going to see mod support and private servers in 2019, November of 2019. Yeah. Now for me, if that's true, that's fine. Don't announce it. Like to me, that's just kind of like a hey throw that in as a bonus next year when i played the crap out of this game and then i'm like man i need a way to jump back into fallout and you're like hey guess what we just released mod support we just released private servers now you and your friends can go play on your own because now i'm kind of sitting here like i was kind of thinking yeah maybe if me and my buddies open a private server it wouldn't be as bad um and now i'm just kind of like oh well why do i care honestly to be brutally honest my final opinion on it i i guys it's not going to be a day one purchase for me like, hands down, it's not, you know, and I was just talking to Mayhorn about it, like, like you know, hey, are you getting this on Xbox? And then, like, I, I caught myself, and I'm like, I'm just not going to, like, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I'm just too worried for it. Like, I'm not going to buy it till one of you guys is like, hey, I just bought Fallout, and then yeah, I'll buy it. I, I'm thinking it's going to be a game where I'm going to be like, oh, cool, this was on sale for, like, 10, 15 bucks off, then I'll grab it. Exactly. Personally, for me, it's a game that I think I'm probably going to grab right away, only because I, I do love Fallout, and... This is a game that I think Bethesda, and they proved this with Elder Scrolls Online, might be rocky at launch, but I think over time, they're going to get the formula down. And we keep talking about that single-player experience. I'm really excited for that playing with my friends experience. So like, if we all four decided to team up, maybe form a little group, uh, we could nuke somebody, go explore the wasteland. That's not enough on its own to carry the game, but I like the idea of building my camp up as maybe like a little bar down yeah. by the river. Maybe selling some nuka colas to my friends, making uh, some money. You're going to rebuild the serial killer hotel again? Uh, I will not be visiting ooh. that. Yeah, no. That being said... You're not going to know about it. You're just going <laughs> to walk in. I'm sorry. Guys, we're all in sales. Mayhorn is very good at his job. So, yeah, it's, when I say I'm not going to buy it at launch, if, if Mayhorn comes to me and is like, you know, hey, this is really great. You need to get it. We're going to play it together. I'm, I'm getting it a week after launch. Uh, he, ju he just sold me. I'm now buying it at launch. Yep, well, so... Well, okay. Well, <laughs> really sorry, guys. Since, uh, he, since he's buying it at launch, I'm buying I, it at launch. So. I, I'm going to stick to my guns. I want to see where it goes. Um, I'm going to let you guys kind of show me and Fair see enough. what you think. Um, I want to hear your guys' feedback. Okay. Just because it'll be interesting to kind of hear what you guys have to say about it as compared to what, you know, like I might, you know, four months down the road get it and be like, wow, they've, you know, made these massive changes. So I, I think there's hope for it. I don't think there's a lot, but I think there are some, like, shining things, and we won't know officially until it comes out, so. Guys, it's Bethesda. In the long term. Sorry. Guys, it's Bethesda. In the long run, they're going to take care of us. They're going to care. They care about their fans, you know. They obviously listen to, now, I mean, we bullied them into it, but multiplayer yeah. Bethesda game. We bullied them into it. Let's all just take I mean, a second to realize we the, this is our the player fault. base for yeah anything that happens is our fault. The player base forced them to do it, but hopefully that means that they will be there to take care of us. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they will be. Um, a couple quick last minute things I'd like to talk about about this game. Um, what about the perk card system? Because I'm used to the special system. Um, I'm sure anyone who's played the you know original Fallout games 
you're special. You got perks to put into stuff. So, what do you guys think about the card system? As so, it's a it's a you know it's a multiplayer game. You're not special. There's a lot of you running around. Ouch. So yeah, well. Eh. Well, that that's kind of good. It's kind of going back on what we talked about earlier. It's a change up. You know, yeah. I like to be able to get random perks. Uh, you're gonna start at a lock picking zero, so you're gonna have to acquire those perks, which mm-hmm. you know. That's I like it. It'll, it's it's going to be different, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it'll be nice going back to, uh, like I said, we were talking about earlier, is the uh, the idea of you are not the most important person in the game. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a pretty nice uh, kind of place to put us at, what we're feeling about Fallout 76, um, the excitement we have, the worries we have, and I think it's a good place to go from there. Yeah. Um, I think you guys will get an update from us after you know, oh. the launch, tell you what we think about it, but from here on out, I would say cautious at best is probably where we stand. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Cheap Shots. Uh, this was our second podcast. I know I mentioned that at the beginning. But this is something that we hope to keep doing for quite mm-hmm. some time. We like the idea of sharing our opinions with you guys. We hope you're a fan of it. And really the only thing we ask is that you guys keep tuning in. Uh, we appreciate the, the listeners. And we also are going to have some social media pages coming out. Yeah. Um, next podcast, we'll hit you guys up with those hashtags, those sweet uh, <laughs> follows. Um, uh, and you can give us some ideas on what you want us to talk about. Precisely. Cool. One huge thing I would ask of you guys, and I'm going to sound like any other podcaster here, but um, if you are listening to us on a podcast service, leave us a rating. Um, the ratings actually help more than like you could imagine because it does help us out, out the, algorithmically. It'll actually help us get to more people who want to listen to us. Um, and you can get it us to more people just yeah tell your friends i don't know if they're into podcasts or not but just tell them hey if next time you're doing homework or something check this out listen listen to these four jerks ran on about fallout for an hour it's (laughs) we're happy to do so guys absolutely Uh, so this is brandon mayhorn i'm signing off for the night yeah i'll see you guys next time take care guys Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you guys about fallout guys thanks for listening to us rip on each other um Obviously, this is going to be a hell of a time, so I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes.